0: Hey black people, what's going on, it's your girl, Black Loud and Proud, of course it's Tuesday and you know what time it is, it's time for straight yak, no motherfucking chaser, no chaser, actually I got a little corona and that yak tonight. Woo. Woo. Mm. It's been an interesting week, interesting weeks. I just don't know what to say other than I wish I was laying in the shade. Taking pictures with a glass of lemonade, my rock shining. They was deep in the Cascade. Uh-uh, Kim Benfly fly says she in the fifth grade. Wake up in the morning, breakfast for me. Want to be so bad, y'all went cop the bootleg. Young, Lil Kim kind of looked okay at the VH1 Hip Hop Honors joint like a few weeks ago. Remember I talked about that? Anyway, so. Let me, I need another drink. So, your girl back in school. And I've been back in school for a minute. I just ain't say shit because I ain't had my financial aid set up right. And without that, (laughs) and without that that financial aid, I can't hear you. Anyway, so I finished my first summer class before I went to Egypt. And I just started this week-long intensive course on like federal... Libraries, institutions of resources, some shit like that. Listen, some shit about federal libraries. So, I'm in library school. Why? Because I'm a librarian and I just need the certificate, the, well, not certificate, but the whole degree, the Masters of Science that says I can do the shit, um, along with a bunch of hazing ass classes. So, this class started Sunday. And it goes to Saturday. Like, I was really sitting up in that class on a motherfucking Sunday. Um, I had to rearrange my work schedule, some l <laughs> And then on my other job, I, like, I'm working every evening, like, throughout the whole week to compensate for Sunday and this forthcoming Saturday hours. Anyway, not like y'all care. Moral of the motherfucking story is so today was like the first weekday of class where we really getting into like the gist of what we're gonna do. So we're visiting like all of these federal libraries and shit, woo-da-bam, like all week. Um non-conventional libraries. You know what I'm saying? Like, people generally think of the library where, you know, down the street from your house, whatever, like your neighborhood library. But there's more than that. There's academic libraries, federal libraries, public libraries, um, supporting libraries. Like, all of the Smithsonian museums have a library. But anyway, so today's class, we go down to the Library of Congress. Now, I've been there before because... My first class in this library program was at the um, Library of Congress during the summer. Week long. It was Monday through Friday, though. I don't know what the fuck they was thinking with this goddamn Sunday to Saturday shit. But anyway, I've been to the Library of Congress before. I haven't had the chance because I've been working. And then other times I was there strictly to research. So it was like, let me get my reader Um, Read a card and go read. But we actually got a tour today. Touring around the motherfucking library of Congress just really, like, everything in that motherfucker, like, on the walls, the paintings, the messages, the quotes, all of this shit just was, like, echoing institutionalized racism. Like... After we left the Library of Congress, they have a very nice um, cafeteria, by the way. Um, But I guess if you work for the Library of Congress or you down there for some business or research, then you deserve those types of pleasantries. But I digress. So after that, we have lunch and we sashay our ass onto the Supreme Court. Now, have I been down on the steps of the Supreme Court? Mm Mm-hmm. I sure have. I ain't to front like I haven't. But I've never really been inside. So we go inside. We start up this tour. All of the architecture is like beautiful, but of course it's like Mali, you know, reminiscent of just Europeans everywhere because, you know, they have to put their stamp on shit, whatever. But I know who hands probably built the shit. This is the house that Jack built. Ba- and you know, Jack is black. Um, My boy, um, Dr. Clarence Lusain wrote a whole book. Lord help me get through thirty percent more of that book um, before I see him the next time, because I'd be embarrassed as, as fuck. I feel like if 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 I consider you my friend or my colleague or whatever, that um, I should have at least like read the whole the whole book. But anyway. That bitch is big. Um, Dr. Lusain wrote a book called um, Blacks in the White House. Honey. I should. I ought to be shy. So, I'm, but you know what? <laughs> Black history of the White House. God damn it. I was close enough. I know what the fuck I meant. Y'all know what the fuck I meant. But we all know. We all know that. We know that our ancestors hands built that shit every time i'm on the national mall i i really stop and reflect on the slave pens that used to be there in those spaces that corral my ancestors into like inhumane conditions you know prior to being bought and sold there anyway I digress. So we're in the Supreme Court. I'm like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah. Like like I said, all of the walls, the architecture, the paintings, the histories of, you know, the justices are like it's just echoing. Institutionalized racism. Like, it just it just is. And so I wanted to get a picture of the um the actual courtroom or whatever, right? But before I could whip my camera out, the dude was like, no pictures. I'm like, damn. So anyway, we sitting in there in the public gallery. I'm sitting there, I'm trying to think about Thurgood Marshall Jesus, but it ain't quite working. So there's these, you know, like big, gaudy, you know, judicial, like whatever, curtains behind where the justices sit. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm looking at them, and I'm hearing them talk about, like, um, they're talking about, like, renovation and all this money they spent. And I'm like, how do you spend all this money to renovate this shit, but these curtains still look like that? Then I'm like, you know what? Young, these motherfucker curtains look like curtains of oppression. Like, literally. Like, everything today was just, like, (laughs) goddamn. Like, what? Like, we after we left the the court room whatever went into like the back and went into like the east and the west conference room of like the supreme court completely gorgeous like oh my god architecture right like fixtures just just everything like pristine and gorgeous and then it was a nice sunny day so there's like courtyards with fountains and like trees from like each region of the United States in the courtyards like I mean beautiful aesthetically but the reality of what be going on up in that motherfucker like you know what I'm saying it's like bouncing around in my goddamn head and I'm like oh my fucking god get me the fuck up out of here so I'm zoning in and out I'm like putting pictures on Instagram, like, young, um, this is where I'm at, whatever, woo woo Check this out. This shit is nice, even though, you know, it is what it is. So there's this portrait of the Supreme Court um, Chief Justice Roger B. Taney. And if you're familiar with, you know, the Dred Scott case, then that name is probably familiar to you. Taney is the one who made the pro-slavery ruling in the 1857 Dred Scott case that deemed that black folks weren't citizens of the United States. And that was in 1857. So like, what is this? Fast forward, you know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) 10 years before my alma mater, for today anyway, um, at this moment was created, which is Howard University. Um, 10 years before it was created 159 years ago, they said that we weren't citizens. Fast forward 159 years later, we're sitting here trying to argue how we are citizens and we are human and we are this and we are that. Listen, I'm not arguing with these motherfuckers because they crazy from the get-go. I'll never forget one of my um, dear friends um, who shares the same birthday as me. We lived on the same floor um, freshman year at Howard. Baldwin! Shout out to any of my Baldwin beauties, um, past, present, or future that may be listening. Um, Penthouse, ho. I'm <laughs> on the fourth floor. You know what I'm, you know? Um, Who's that peeping in my window? Ow. Nobody, because I live in the penthouse. Baby, I'm sorry. I look too good to be rocking. <laughs> Way too good to be. I'm conceited. I got a reason. Ow. Anyway. I had to go there. If you went to HU, you know, you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, like, I'm just in there. It's all of this shit. And like I said, every image, everything is just, you know, echoing institutionalized racism and like systems of oppression. Like, not only just nationally, but fucking globally. Like, I'm just in there, like, ugh, 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 ugh. But whatever. So I'm in library school and people tell me all the time, like, girl, you working all these jobs. Seven whole days. You need to get rid of these jobs and work for yourself. But it's like I actually want to work in a library or an archive or a museum where I have the ability to be a stewardess, to preserve, to represent, um, you know, like our stories like that's important somebody has to do it and my fault somebody has to do it and I want it to be me I figured like that's my place like that's where you know all of this education and shit has led me into a space where I have a love for history <laughs> Your favorite space age historian here. Um, Black August coming next month. So make sure you tune in for every motherfucking episode. It's gonna be epic. It's definitely gonna be some space age history in the month of August. Um, I promise. Um, but that's that's the place for me. Like, that's where I thrive, that's where I'm meant to be. Like, public history is not necessarily my lane, but working in a public library or even maybe an academic library. I don't even know that. Day. Hmm. I need. Daddy Robertson, help me out. Anyway. Um. Oh, side note. passportrequiredvacations.com dot com ran on and operated by my black sister, um, Ashley Robertson you seen my trip to Egypt. You've seen all the trips that I my country has gone. Passport Required Vacations gets me everywhere that I need to go. Make sure you check that out. Um, also, www.educationlikeme.com. If you haven't seen the books Queen Like Me and Superhero Like Me, go see it now. Go buy it now for yourself. I keep them next to my bed. I read them at night um to remind myself of the ancestors and keep them close especially when I don't feel like reading for real but anyway great for children black black children all the fro babies need a copy of um these books because it talks about our ancestors from antiquity to you know present dope book dope illustrations um yeah so what I was saying was libraries museum, cultural institutions like that's my lane. That's what I that's that's what I do. Um and I also want to make money for myself, right? But these these like the library is an important institution in our neighborhood for more reasons than one. It takes extraordinary librarians though to man these places in order to um make the library a worthy place. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm trying to be that motherfucking librarian. I'm trying to be like Arthur Schomburg and fucking Dorothy Porter, uh, Wesley. And you know what I'm saying? Like all the ancestors that came before to do it, to, you know, like fucking Thomas Battle at the Moorland um, join up Howard, you know? Like these are all important roles. Like stewards, stewards of our history, of our culture. Um, Like I was thinking today, like, shit, I'm trying to be like Elkebert Miller up at the African-American Resource Center at Howard University. Like he hit me to Shirley Graham Du Bois, which was Du Bois's, I think, second wife. Um, But Trill nonetheless, please look up um, Sister Shirley Graham Du Bois, um, Gerald, Dr. Gerald Horn. Has, a uh, like, one of the only, like, real books out here on her. Thank God for Dr. Horn and the work that he does. I just recently met him um, at my job. Ooh, I almost said where I worked. Um, I just recently met him at my job not long ago, and we we bonded instantaneously. You know, we black. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. But anyway, Dr. Gerald Horn has a slew of motherfucking books. Don't just get into the one about Shirley Graham du Bois. Get into all of the motherfuckers because he, Dr. Horn, is lit. His literature is is lit. Literature we definitely need to get in and um get into. And I was saying all that shit about cultural institutions, and I want to be like F. Albert Miller. Fuck Howard for how they play my boy like that. If you know, you know. If you don't, don't, don't even worry about it, but just fuck that shit. That's some fuck-ass shit. But libraries are important, man. And I'm telling you, like, librarians, and I say this all the time, i said it multiple times, especially, like, when this whole uh, T- TPP thing was, like, still up for debate and people were, you know, fighting against the whatever. The American Library Association and the International Federation of Library Associations, IFLA, I think, um, were, like, two institutions that were really battling against um, the trans... Pacific partnership because it, it has these clauses in there about intellectual property and copyright and like things that will affect, you know, like our, inter- like privacy, internet, all this type of shit. Like they wouldn't say what the fuck shit was for real. It was just like some WikiLeaks said some this, some of that, but American Library Association is one of the only institutions in this country that is fighting for our privacy. And we really don't have any, like for real, for real, like seriously, we seriously don't. Um, But for me, I love being in a profession where privacy is, you know what I'm saying? Upheld so much so that a lot of libraries have taken um, a stand where they don't keep any records, like of the books you check out, or if you come in and use the computers or whatever, like they delete the entire history. That way, if the government, the police, whomever, you know, the state try to come in and like subpoena records, there are no records because we don't retain any. I love that. I I love that element of the profession amongst many. I love the fact that I can use, you know what I'm saying? Like local, state, federal, whatever, um, funding in order to produce programming and services that, you know, cater to the needs of people that look like me. Like, there's not a lot of, like, black librarians. Once I get this degree and I slide up into me a motherfucking job for real, I'm finna kill them. I'm finna come in there looking ethnic me and unapologetic as I could possibly fucking be on these motherfuckers and like just really redefine what um, being a librarian or being an archivist or being a curator means like, it, it, like curator like me, librarian like me, like I said queen like me, superhero like me www.educationlikeme.com check those books out you gotta get them from all the kids in your life on oh God you do because I do Matter of fact, somebody just had a baby. I need to send them one, but um, young, I'm I'm telling you, like this profession is like that. And when when I think of privacy, man, like it it ain't none. So I was thinking about you know my protesting days or whatever. Sip straight yak, <laughs> um, and how all of these. Articles were emerging about privacy being violated where cops have these devices um, that they use at protests to, like, intercept, you know, calls and text messages or whatever, blah, 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 to, like, spy on organizers, activists, or, you know, whomever, right? So, these are, like, stingray tracking devices or... um Cell site simulators, IMSI catchers, and IMSI is like um international mobile subscriber identity, right? So IMSI ca- um, catcher or these stingray devices and shit, right, um, are essentially like a fake mobile tower that act um between your mobile device. And the real towers, and it like intercepts, you know what I'm saying, Um, signals or, or, you know, like whatever, in order to give them the information instead of the tower, right? So, cops and feds and state and government, all these motherfuckers use these, you know what I'm saying, man-in-the-middle attacks where they spying on us, G., Like, that violates one of these motherfucking amendments. I can't think right now because I'm some Coronas and straight yak in. But this is all shit for you to research and look at. And like I've been saying for the past few weeks we literally have to divest in some of this technology g and it's like yeah i'm saying that while i'm like go to www.straightyak.com or call me 202 888 4yak 202 4925 hit my line with any comments questions concerns suggestions whatever you can call me text me anytime if um if you're calling I don't answer, leave a message or, or jet me a text. I, I respond to text messages much quicker. Anyway, I'm telling you to go to all of this shit. But honestly, with this podcast shit, i fuck around and get your ass a goddamn CD of what I be saying. Um, and just use, you know, a little computer, burn that shit. And it's nothing. I don't even need the internet for that. But we can't really put too much into the internet because we don't own this shit. Like I said last week, you see what they did in Turkey. And like even other countries, like China, they do it all the time. They censor shit all the time. Like the Trans-Pacific Partnership, and like all of these different laws and shit that allow. Well, actually, it doesn't even really matter. You ain't even. You know what I'm saying? Like we're disenfranchised on so many levels, and we don't even know it. But there's supposed to be these protections in place or whatever. Blah 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 rah 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 rah. Yada, yada, yada. More on the story is I'm back in library school, ho, and <laughs> um, I, I'm i excited to finish this degree. Um, There's a lot of stuff that I'm working on on the side of the side of the side, but I'm going to eventually move to the front in terms of how um we create our own you know what I'm saying, databases and and store our own memories and tell our own stories because we have to control our own narrative. Like, when I think about the shit that's going on right now and how this shit is going to be written in history, G, if we don't write this shit, if we don't tell this shit, if we don't leave this shit, if we don't write this shit in stone like the motherfucking ancestors did then they'll do whatever you know what i'm saying motherfucking fdr and the, um, the wpa all these fucking crack ass uh revision revisionists who wrote all this revisionist history and you know like the earlier 20th century man i see that happening right now Remember the shit in Texas, like, that people was fighting over, and it's still, like, a thing where they tried to, you know, like, remove the language of, like, slavery and, you know, uh, trade. Motherfucker, it is what it is, the institution of fucking chattel slavery, where they, you know what I'm saying, captured some Africans and enslaved them. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I love... I love God. You love God? What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, I love this program that, that I'm in. Um, and I, I think everybody who's in the profession is, is especially on the younger half anyway, is like really excited about, you know, the possibilities, the possibility of the thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, matter of fact, remember um, that KR, KRS-One? Um, joint house niggas and the intro and how motherfucker came out like we found a place to bury the lies and the false histories where is this place what shall it be called it's in every inner city and we'll call it the library where we'll bury the lies you know what I'm saying so I mean I wasn't even thinking about the, uh, about that damn intro when, when I started calling the library the library um, I mean, you know, me saying library is a combination of me being from Southeast Georgia, living in Southeast DC and feeling like the South side of Chicago is home. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna always be me unapologetically black and I'm not finna fix my language for nobody. I don't be in a library like saying library, like, or I'm in library school, library. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and you know, as as black people, we got to get out of this habit of burying lies, man. Or you know, I mean, not even burying lies. We got to get out of this habit of, of of burying truth. That's the problem that we have in this community. And when I speak of KRS One, it makes me think of uh, you know a few months back how a few months back how there was like these allegations going around that he molested a bunch of young boys, you know what I'm saying? Like, and the Zulu nation knew about it, you know, like whatever, blah, 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 blah. Like KRS won a bitch G like straight up. He a bitch for that shit. Like one of the, the main brothers that came out and said that he was molested Is a brother named uh, Ronald Savage who went by Beastinger. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was in the industry, you know, rolling with the Zulu Nation. And, like, um, I forgot. I watched this interview. And he was um, DJ um, Jazzy uh, Jeff, I think, you know, he rolled with or whatever. And it's like TRS-1 came out on some shit, like, anybody who got a problem with African Mabata should quit hip-hop when, you know, the whole shit came out. Like, it's not just, um, Ronald Sab- Savage that's saying that he was molested by African Mabata. It's, like, hella people. And then, like, his former bodyguard even was saying that, like, it was known, you know, that he was, like, molesting these boys and Like, there will always be boys in this house. Like, man, I think I was watching some shit. I don't know if it, man, let me not put words in Lord Jamal's mouth, but it was some brothers in hip hop that was just, like, young. When I think about it, like, I never really saw a bottle with no motherfucking women, G. And then they just, like, yeah, you know, it was always a bunch of young boys, you know, around, woo-woo. And his former bodyguard went on to say, like, yeah, like, he would take them, like, out of the country, like, traveling the world with him and shit. And, like, people who knew just wouldn't go. And people who turned ahead, head, I guess, like, KRS-One, they would go and it would be, you know, like, whatever. So, recently, um, it's been a minute since KRS-One said that bullshit. Talking about if you, you know what I'm saying, if if you got a problem with Bombardo, you should... You should roll with hip-hop. You should quit. You know what I'm saying? But the brother Ronald Savage came out and was like, I'm going on record worldwide. KRS is a fucking poster boy for keeping rapists and pedophiles safe. He's a disgrace to every living man, woman, child all over the world. He poses a real threat to every child in this world. He's worse than any Catholic priest who has molested a child. Any DJ, radio station, or video show still playing his music, shame on you. KRS-One has offended the many child victims who have come forth after years of dealing with the pain of being molested by the godfather of hip-hop, who have taken a brave step for everyone who has ever been molested before, then to be slapped in the face by hip-hop's own KRS-One who was once homeless and embraced by the music industry, his testimony about being homeless, then to turn around and say that an alleged child molester, because it's African american should be untouchable and pioneers of hip-hop should get a pass if they molested a child is unforgivable. Iron Savage, a child victim of one of the pioneers of hip-hop, is demanded from this entire music industry, the media ban that KRS won from the music industry. Not only should it be KRS, but it should be a whole bunch of other motherfuckers. We got to stop burying the truth around this motherfucker, especially when it comes to rapists and child molesters. And too often, we try to separate these type of, you know what I'm saying, poisonous um, predators you know, from their art. Oh, well, you know. Oh, well. Oh, you know, Cointel Pro. That's niggas' favorite shit to go to. You ain't got shit else but to site Cointel Pro. Get the fuck up out of this motherfucker unless you talking about Fred Hampton and Mark Clark and this bitch. Like, that's not the only thing involved in the Cointel Pro, but you get what the fuck I'm saying. We have to stop burying the truth bury lies but not the fucking truth and it's like I was watching this interview with the brother and he was talking about you know how it's affected his intimacy throughout his life because you know people getting close to him or touching him made him think about you know what I'm saying like being molested about you know like that whole process and it's like honestly I'm just like When I was a teenager, like early teens, my mother was married to an older man and he was like my BFF or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he would give me money. He would let me do my thing. Like he, you know, stepped in and kind of like kept my mom off my back, kind of to a degree. He was a buffer. Like He would buy me my alcohol, like, you know, my alcohol. Like, then I think I was, like, drinking vodka and, like, Alizade. Not together, but, yeah, anyway. He would, you know, like, he would let me get my liquor, going about my business, see my, you know, my little dip, whatever. One night, we driving, like, typical shit to the gas station to, um... Him to play lottery and for me to probably you know get some chases for my liquor, I ain't no telling. And we in the we in we in this truck and he starts playing like some, you know that song um Candy Liquor. Who sang that shit? Is it Tyrone Davis? I don't know, but it's like you know um, I want to be your Candy Liquor girl. I want to lick you up, lick you. Yeah. Anyway, this song comes on and he says some shit to me like. Can he lick me? And if I'm uncomfortable at home, we can go somewhere else, whatever, blah, blah, blah. At this point, I could have opened the door and jumped out the motherfucking truck, but I was just kind of shocked. Then when you really think about it, opening the door and jumping out the fucking truck, like... That's a mess. So I just kind of like figured, I don't know, maybe it'll disappear and it'll go away. And I really don't remember like exactly if it was the same night or if it was a different night. I, I just don't. I mean, it's been a minute. I, I really don't. And I And I don't try to rehash everything, you know, like step by step, blow by blow. But at some point, whether it was the same night or another night, I'm walking through The kitchen, like, there were two hallways that met in the kitchen. And so he must have came from the other hallway. I'm, like, leaving the kitchen trying to make it to the opposite hallway, I think. He, like, grabs me, gropes me, and, like, starts to try to force his fucking tongue in my mouth. And, like, I just thought I would never get out of that embrace. And I was, like, completely terrified thinking about, like, what would really happen? And just like disgusted, and just ugh, oh my god, you know what I'm saying? So I could totally understand, you know, like and 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 that's just somebody that tried to take it all the way, like for people that were successful, you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, it like I told my boyfriend that night. He was ready to come blow old boy head off, cause like I had an older boyfriend or whatever. And he was like, I'm gonna come over here, ooh out the bam, like yeah. So I'm like, no. So we talk on the phone all night. Like the next day, I guess I go to school, do whatever, normal, blah blah blah, yada yada. And I didn't say anything, but when I get home from school or whatever. My mom tried to send me somewhere with him before she went to work, because she used to work third, the third shift, seven to seven or whatever. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to go. No, I don't want to go. No, I don't want to go. And I'm like, you know, I'm tripping, because I don't want to be in an enclosed space car nowhere near this motherfucker, for real. And so then, you know, nighttime come, I was just going to go to my boyfriend's house, I think. I don't know. Um, I don't remember. But what ended up happening was I told told my aunt. And I was kind of scared because I figured, like, motherfuckers wouldn't believe me. You know what I'm saying? And when I think about older cats, I mean, I had an older boyfriend. Who am I to talk about, like, some shit? But... I mean that was my choice. I probably prayed on his ass. But that's neither here nor there. Um he wasn't that much older. He was just old whatever. So this brings me to more shit. When I look at this situation with African Bambada and how people like KRS1 are standing up, you know, behind him and other people. You know what I mean? It's not just KRS one, it's other motherfuckers too, because everybody ain't, you know what I'm saying, like turn the blind eye. Like one of the main things that come to my motherfucking mind about lies that need to be goddamn buried—not lies that be need to that need to be buried, but uh, about lies that need to be dug up, truths that need to be that need to stop being buried. Like it's like fucking R. Kelly, man. Y'all gotta stop this nigga, man. Like. Let me go down a list of fuck yous for this week, for the day, for, you know, whatever. I'm just a running list of fuck yous. One, fuck the police. Two, fuck Kevin Gates. Three, fuck Michael Jordan. This motherfucker, people like, oh, yes, like, what more could you, did you expect, like, whatever, woo-woo, like, he finally said something, we should be happy, no, fuck that nigga, fuck you, motherfucker, how you gonna give a million dollars to the fucking NAACP? At least he gave it to the legal um, arm, I think, because that's like the only valuable arm of the NAACP that's left. No T, no motherfucking shady to anybody who out here thinking they're a fucking popping ass active member of the NAACP. Move on, move forward, because that ain't it. Find you another motherfucking institution. So, not only did he give a million of that, but he gave a million dollars to the fucking international, like, group of police chiefs or some shit. What? So they can go fund more motherfucking cookouts with Black Lives Matter motherfuckers? Like, this motherfucker literally came out and was just like, people talking about he pro black. No, this motherfucker is pro police. God damn it. Like, what the fuck, Joe? Like, that's unacceptable. You gave police money? They don't need no fucking money? For what? I don't give a fuck how you frame that shit. That's some bull motherfucking shit. So, yeah, my running list of fuck yous for right now is fuck the police. Fuck Kevin Gates. Fuck Michael Jordan. Fuck all of the oppressive institutions and systems of oppression and racism that... Generate a motherfucking like a motherfucker like uh Michael Jordan. Um fuck R. Kelly and low-key fuck Eric Badu. I ain't forgot. Our cultural memory be short than a motherfucker, but my memory is sharp as a bitch. This is why I'm hot. This is why I'm a space age historian, because I'm remembering all of the seasons that are meant to be remembered, even if they are forgot. I forgot Erykah Badu came out on the motherfucking Soul Train Awards talking about her goddamn, um, how R. Kelly is her, is her brother. She, matter of fact, Erica Badu was just like, he is most importantly a man like, you know, like she said some shit like what did Eric Badu say? She said he man, I'm drawing a goddamn blank. She said something along the lines of he is, he's done the most for black people or some shit. Ma'am, I gotta stop you right there because you a motherfucking lie. You a lie and the truth ain't in your ass. It's just not. You a lie and the truth is not in your ass. And R. Kelly must be fucking stopped. Like, Eric Abadu really got up on national television, on the Black Entertainment Television Award show, and was like, he's done more for black people. Whatever, woo, 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 What did Malcolm X say? Malcolm X said the black woman is... The, Malcolm X said the most disrespected woman in America is the black woman. The most disrespected woman in America is the black woman. And people be on that shit like, oh, you're a feminist, woo, woo. Now, I don't, I don't even have a full concept and grasp of what that is. I ain't read all the hooks and the heels and all of that shit to even really motherfucking know. I know what I know when I know and I know it. The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman the most neglected person in America is the black fucking woman. Like nobody is protecting black women. Nobody, not even black men, not even black women. Y'all out here at the sold out R Kelly shows, G like y'all ain't see that shit when they was interviewing this fucker on her post live and he walked off because the lady asked him what most of these other motherfuckers are too coward to ask him these days what's the what the fuck is up with like with the shit that you be on g because it's not just the the tape of the girl that he the the young black minor that he pissed on it's like case after case after case after case after case, man. Joe is known in Chicago like how he proud for young women, not women, young girls. Excuse me. Like all of this shit has been documented, and he has been exonerated by the people, by motherfucking Erica, by Do, by the court, you know, whomever. Like. Nobody is protecting these girls. Like, these court cases, like, when you start reading through these motherfuckers, like, he got a young girl pregnant, G, and, like, sent his goons to, like, have her go get an abortion. Forced her to terminate her motherfucking pregnancy against her will. Like, there are so many cases like this, right? And then he can sit on the fucking stage uh, or in an interview, I need a drink. He can sit in a motherfucking interview and when somebody asks him a real question, he goes, well, I haven't heard any of my fans say anything like this and it's only people like you in interviews that are mentioning this. No, there's, a, there's more than a few people that don't fuck with R. Kelly, G., It's just a few. It's just more than a few of you motherfuckers out here that keep supporting this shit. When I tell you, I've literally almost completely erased his fucking discography from my head. If it pops up in my head, I immediately shoot it down. I do not support. I do not condone. I do not sustain. I did not watch that shit when it came on BET. I changed the motherfucking channel. Was I watching it? Absolutely. But as soon as he came up, like, bruh, you, you can't even get my attention, my time, fuck your tunes. Like, how you listen to him about sexing somebody up and down and running 12 plays and whatever on fucking children? How? And he's completely, like, okay with this shit. Why? Because he doesn't have a price to pay because nobody is protecting these girls because nobody is defending these girls because nobody is you know everything is like oh well I still fuck with the music though why you fucking with the music is telling him that it's okay and why do I know that it's because he sat there on her post live and fucking said that if 50,000 of his fans came and started talking out against him about this bullshit, then he would never come back to the stage and won't keep making this music, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Until then, he just think that it's cool that it it just is what it is. Like nobody has anything to say but you, cause you being negative. It's not just me, fam. It's hella people, and it's up to you, too, to shut this motherfucker down. To talk your motherfucking sister from going to a fucking fuck-ass R. Kelly show. To talk your goddamn mama, your auntie, your grandma, your cousin, your niece, your nephew, whoever the fuck it is. From supporting this motherfucker. Because he walking around arrogant and a motherfucker refusing to address anything And thinking life is sweet. Oh, I got places to go, people to see, and things to chill with. Not time to sit here and talk to you about my personal life. Where I'm fucking girls, little girls, not women, girls. Like, young. These lies that this shit is okay has to be buried. This motherfucking, this truth must be dug up. This is some shit that we must deal with. We have to stop upholding him, and it ain't even just him. It's niggas like CeeLo, man. I'm having trouble because fuck all the CeeLo other shit. But like when it comes to Goody Mob, like fam, like I fuck with Big Gip, I fuck with Joe. I fuck with you know, like I fuck with Still Standing. Even if I took Goody, I mean, even if I took CeeLo off that bitch, like I like that shit is still solid. So it's like I'm not finna delete Soul Food and Still Standing. But his individual shit, him as an individual person, man, fuck you, motherfucker. Like, if you're unconscious, it's not rape or whatever fucking trappy shit CeeLo said, G. Like, we keep supporting these men that are doing this fuck-ass shit. This shit is sick. It's not okay. We keep supporting these individuals and these institutions that allow Black women, black girls to be raped, to be molested, to be assaulted. All this music that we fucking listening to talks about like, man, Joe, what's that motherfucking? I can't even think of that song that I was listening to. I think it's about like Young Dolphin or some shit. Let me see if I can, Young Dolph. What's, What's his hot track? Because I heard this shit with my um with my friends and like the beat is like dope or whatever. Oh yeah, I don't know if it's maybe it's this song "Get Paid" or whatever, right? Maybe that's what it is. My shit is on mute. Maybe I can play it. The beat is simple, but it's catchy let <laughs> The a, a goddamn maybe that's not the song, but one of these fucking songs, man. This motherfucker talking about raping somebody, G. And then he like, oh, I gave the bitches Xanax, woo-woo. Like, you giving women drugs and expecting them to do things that they wouldn't do if they weren't on drugs. Like, this is like laced in all the music. Like that fucking bullshit ass song from um, what's that rich homie Quan walked in, seen ooh, get out some a She gon' want a sex. Every nigga in the sex. So like now, then she screaming like, I just what? Like why is this shit okay? Why are we bearing the truth about this bullshit? Lies need to be buried. Truth needs to be uncovered. I'm a librarian. And I'm going to uncover all the motherfucking truths. And the truth is, we have to stop condoning, promoting, listening, like allowing these, this bullshit that these black men and black men are fucking doing out here. You know what I'm saying? Like disrespecting. Neglecting, not protecting, taking advantage, raping, murdering, maiming. Look at all those stories we fucking heard of motherfucking black men shooting a black woman because she refused. You know what I'm saying? Your advance. We know people like this, man. But we want to separate them from this, that, and the third. Ain't no separation, bitch. And normally I would say, bitch, but no, ain't no separation, bitch. Ain't none. Lies need to be burned. Truth need to be told and uncovered and dug the fuck up. And the truth is, we can't keep allowing this shit, man. Like, we just can't. Maintaining relationships with people who think this shit is okay, maintaining relationships with people who support this shit, like why haven't you like why haven't you stopped? It's so much other music. I'm not missing a goddamn thing by taking R. Kelly out of my fucking equation. I'm not Put some Bobby Brown in rotation. that shit is better anyway. When Whitney said that shit, she 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 said that shit. The king of R and B had it been out for like drugs and shit, I mean like every loose that I take is my prerogative. Get up up on my back, and I ain't nobody hopping around we got something in common listen we do have something in common and that is our responsibility to uplift and advance the race all of this other shit you need to cut it cut it cut it cut it cut it and in that song if I really get into the lyrics he probably says some shit that's unacceptable too I gotta research that shit Lies need to be buried in the library, in our community, in our homes, in our church, in our workplace, in ourselves. Because sometimes we start burying lies, you know what I'm saying, in ourselves, Truth needs to be told. It needs to be uncovered. And we got to tell the truth we gotta face up to what it is, and these people are not separate from their music because when we support their music, we're supporting the bullshit that they do. That's how they interpret it. When we support their businesses, etc., etc., like, they, like, whenever we not shopping with ourselves, we're supporting this global system of capitalism and white supremacy. Which is why we're supposed to be taking our money out of the banks, doing everything we can to buy black, divesting from, you know what I'm saying, other folks' communities and enter ours. Lies need to be buried. Truth need to be told. Um next week, damn next week, the first of the month. <laughs> Y'all ain't got nothing but bills, shit. That's a, that's all coming next week out this motherfucker. Red do like a motherfucker anyway. Next week, Black August is up. It's gonna be all black, everything. It's gonna be lots of space age history for that ass. Pimp hard, pimp hard. Mo Hennessy, more laughs. more education. More shit for you to think about. Until next week, I'm out. Peace.